型コロナウイルスの感染拡大の影響で、政府は9月入学の実現に向け、来月中に論点をまとめることが分かりました。With many schools in Japan delaying the start of the school year last spring to stop the spread of COVID-19, Prime Minister Abe Shinzo raised the question of whether or not schools across the country should remain closed until the start of September in the name of student safety. While the plans for Kugatsu Nyugaku, as it's called in Japan, were eventually abandoned in the face of opposition from Abe's own Liberal Democratic Party and Komeito, Abe's proposal resurrected debates about whether or not Japan should permanently change its academic calendar to begin in September rather than the traditional starting date of April 1st. Now, with September and the start of the fall term for many schools both inside and outside Japan approaching, I wanted to learn more about the debates over changing the Japanese academic calendar. What is the normal Japanese academic calendar and why does it start in April? What are the arguments both for and against adopting the September start date? And what impact will this latest setback have on efforts to enact a permanent change in the school calendar? I'm Tristan Gruno, and this is Japan on the Record. For more on debates over September enrollment, I talked with Dr. Masako Egawa, specially appointed professor in the Graduate School of Business Administration at Hitotsubashi University in Japan. From 2009 to 2015, Dr. Egawa was executive vice president of the University of Tokyo when the university was considering a change to September enrollment for all students. I started by asking Dr. Egawa to outline the Japanese academic calendar and explain why school starts in April. In Japan, the academic year generally starts on April 1st and ends on March 31st. And this coincides with the fiscal calendar for the government budget. Many universities adopt two semester system. The summer semester starts in April and ends in mid to late July. And the summer break starts in late July and ends in mid September. Then the winter semester starts in mid September and ends in mid January. And we have a short break of about 10 days around the New Year's Day. When Japan established the modern education system in the Meiji era, elementary schools, middle schools had shifted to April enrollment by around 1900, but universities such as the University of Tokyo. And the preparatory schools were based on September enrollment since we invited many scholars from Western universities to teach at those institutions. In Sanshiro, a famous novel by Natsume Soseki, you can find a description of Sanshiro, the protagonist, looking forward to the enrollment in September at the University of Tokyo. But in 1921, universities changed to April enrollment. Because of competition for talents with military schools and the government pressure. So that's where we are. And you mentioned the University of Tokyo, and previously you were executive vice president at the University of Tokyo. And while there, you were directly involved with conversations about whether or not the university should go back to the September start date that they had moved away from in the 1920s. So I want to ask you about you know, some of these arguments, both for and against the September start date. So, to start, what were the arguments for changing the start date back to September? The biggest argument was to facilitate the mobility of students and scholars by adopting September enrollment. President Hamada, who served as president from 2009 through 2015, had a vision to internationalize the University of Tokyo and set a long term objective to provide opportunities to study abroad to all the students at the university. 
I was in charge of promoting student mobility as executive vice president and began many initiatives, but the difference in the academic calendar always stood in the way. Our students who want to study abroad for a year have to leave in the middle of the academic year and come back in the middle of the year. Similarly, foreign students who want to study at the University of Tokyo also have to leave in the middle of their academic year. Such mismatch created many problems. Moreover, there was a problem for summer schools. For example, the University of Tokyo is part of the International Alliance of Research Universities, which includes 11 universities around the world, such as Yale, UC Berkeley, Oxford, Cambridge, Peking, and Australian National University, and so forth. The member universities jointly decided to offer summer programs where students from those 11 universities can study together. So the University of Tokyo also offered the summer programs on the campus in late June or early July. And many students from other universities attended, but our own students at the University of Tokyo could not attend those programs because the regular classes were still in session. Similarly, our students could not attend summer programs offered at other universities around the world in June or July. This was especially frustrating since summer programs is a relatively easy way for students to gain international experiences. In addition to student mobility, we also believed that September enrollment will facilitate mobility of academic staff and enhance the quality of the research and teaching in the long run. It would make it easier for professors to spend a semester or a year abroad. Similarly, it would make it easier to recruit talents from universities around the world, both for permanent positions and for temporary assignments. In addition to those international mobility, there are other advantages. The current schedule based on April enrollment includes a big break during the academic year. Many students forget what they learned during the summer semester, which ends in July, by the time they start the winter semester in mid-September. Another advantage is that we can change the timing of entrance examinations for universities from the winter to summer. The entrance examination during the winter are big concerns for students as well as university administrators. We worry about big snowfalls, which may disrupt the examinations, and also about influenza. That's a great point about the international mobility. I was thinking back to my own experiences at Waseda University as a college student, where I went there in September, according to the beginning of my own, you know, my home university start date. But then, of course, we had this very long break all the way from mid-February all the way to April, I believe it was. And so I completely understand what you're talking about there. But on the other side, then, you know, if those were the arguments for September enrollment, what were some of the arguments against changing the start of the school year to September? When the University of Tokyo explored the possibility of changing to September enrollment, our assumption was to change the academic calendar for the universities. But the academic calendar for high schools and the rest of the school system would remain the same based on April enrollment. Therefore, the biggest concern were over the six-month period after students graduate from high schools and before they enroll in universities. Many people were worried that the students may waste their time or may get in trouble. We argued that students can engage in various activities such as internship, extended travel, maybe go overseas, or volunteering, similar to the gap year. Since Japanese high school students focus on passing the entrance examination, some students do not engage in extracurricular activities, but study. For those students, the six-month gap year will lead to growth in maturity and prepare them better 
for learning at universities. So those are our arguments, but some people are still concerned. Another big concern were over the timing of examination for professional accreditation. The schedule of the examinations for becoming government administrators, lawyers, medical doctors, and other professionals are based on April enrollment. If universities shift to September enrollment, we need to adjust the timing of those examinations. So those are the two primary concerns. Thank you for mentioning the high schools. I was wondering about this because if the University of Tokyo changed to a September start date, I mean, I remember there being conversations in the news about what an impact this would have. You know, if the University of Tokyo changes and then maybe other schools in Tokyo like Keio or Waseda will also change to a September enrollment. And then maybe even it would trickle all the way down to high schools, primary, elementary schools. But was there ever discussion of, well, maybe the entire school system should change to September enrollment? Well, we also thought that the, our chances would be higher if a large number of universities shifted to September enrollment altogether. So we contacted and worked closely with a dozen other universities. For example, it would make it easier for government to change the timing of examination for professional accreditation if many universities change the September enrollment together. At the time, we did not think about high schools, junior high schools, elementary schools. We were focusing on the universities only. And I noticed I, I was looking around on the University of Tokyo website and I came across this Tokyo Peak program, the program in English at Komaba. And, and I believe that one starts in September. And that's one of several programs that University of Tokyo has that starts in September. You mentioned before that there was an effort to increase mobilization, to attract more students from overseas. Could we say that this program has been successful so far? Has University of Tokyo been getting more students coming in in September from East Asia and around the world? Yes. As a matter of fact, that the number of students who starts in September are just increasing uh, year after year. So even at the time I was executive vice president from 2009 to 2015, we began commencement and graduation ceremonies and entrance ceremonies during the fall to accommodate those students. So actually, the president Hamada had to give commencement speech twice a year. And actually, because our auditorium was not big enough to accommodate all the students graduating together, he actually had to deliver those speeches several times during the year. I was curious if amongst the arguments against changing the start of the school year to September, was there ever anyone who just said, well, you know, why should we change? It's always been done this way. This is just part of the system now and changing it would just be too much of a hassle. Well, that's exactly the feeling of many people because changing the school calendar requires a lot of energy and resources. There's a lot of inertia, so it makes it very difficult to change. Actually, one of the stories when we are discussing September enrollment, and we are saying that changing the start of the year from April to September seems like a technical change, and yet it's a big change for the university as well as for the society. So President Hamada used to say that it's like changing which side of the street you run right or left is not a big change, but requires a lot of resources and energy. So it's similar to that concept because there's no real logic, you know, sticking to April enrollment except for synchronization with the government budget currently. But all the society is adapted to this uh, situation. But anyway, I will explain why we did not introduce September enrollment at University of Tokyo. In the end, we gave up September enrollment 
because we could not gain sufficient support from other universities and the government. We had hoped the government would support our initiatives by changing the timing of the examinations for government administrators, lawyers, and medical doctors, but such support was not forthcoming. The government did not move quickly. If the University of Tokyo alone changed to September enrollment, a student would suffer because they have to wait for six months to a year to take those exams for professional accreditation. And as I mentioned at the very beginning, with COVID 19 now, there's been new conversations, or there was for a while new conversations about maybe Japan should adopt September enrollment again. I mean, there was this news yesterday, but how has that changed your views on whether or not Japan eventually will adopt September enrollment more broadly? Right. So it was reported in the paper that Prime Minister Abe gave up September enrollment because. The LDP, the ruling party, did not support the proposal. It would require a lot of resources to change the academic calendar and add too much confusion at all the schools, universities, as well as the government, both central and local. For example, revision of more than 30 laws would be necessary to implement September enrollment. So, currently, the proposal is that the current academic year should be extended until April 2021, so by one month, and then the entrance examination will be delayed by two to four weeks. This time, September enrollment proposal emerged as a solution to the missing schooling for students due to COVID 19, as you mentioned. Since schools were shut down for a few months without much preparatory period or forewarning, and many schools in Japan could not cope with online teaching, students missed the opportunity to learn. Many people are concerned that implementation of September enrollment will create further confusion without solving the fundamental problem. I would like to emphasize the objective for September enrollment this time was different. From the time when we seriously considered it at the University of Tokyo. This time, as you said, the primary objective was how to make up for the missed schooling due to COVID 19. And internationalization was a secondary objective. And that is why LDP and the government did not support September enrollment in the end. You can also understand the synchronization of academic calendar may not be so important for elementary. Middle or high schools compared to universities. But changing academic calendar for the entire school system, including elementary, middle, and high schools and universities, would require enormous energy and resources. But personally, I still believe September enrollment is an important agenda to discuss if we are serious about internationalization of Japanese universities. One of the concerns that I felt during this one month period when there was a very active debate and interest in September enrollment as a solution to COVID 19 was that there was a mismatch between the objective and the solution. I was worried that the people would think September enrollment is impossible and give up altogether. In other words, if we decide not to implement September enrollment, some people will. Interpreted it as September enrollment is a bad idea altogether. So, I really think that we should still continue discussing September enrollment for internationalization agenda, especially for universities. I'm Tristan Gruno, visiting assistant professor of modern Japanese history at Pacific University, and this has been another episode of Japan on the Record. Stay tuned for future episodes to hear scholars of Japan bring their expertise to bear on issues in the news. 
Thank you for listening.